With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Off the Air. It's more banter, less filter. Marcus and Sandy joined by a very special guest today, a very close friend of ours. Rennell Brooks-Moon. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to talk to her. She is the PA announcer Mm -hmm. for our San Francisco Giants. She is a radio diva, all-around amazing person, one of my mentors as well. Now, Rennell, you know I'm a gigantic Giants fan all day. Sandy's really not into sports, but she's willing to learn. If you really do want to learn, I'm happy to give you a beginner's course over a lot of margaritas. Oh, God bless (laughs) you. God bless you. You know I'm down for that anytime. And we should bring a little graphic so I really understand. I know the basics. So I don't know the, yes. the specifics. So anyways. I can do a whole show-and-tell presentation. It's really interesting. Through my uh, Giants career, it's been very interesting to me to realize how many of my friends are really not baseball fans. Mm-hmm. And are and have taken the time to learn it as they, you know, especially new people that come into my life and, you know, help me with other things and don't really know the sport and like they're into it now but it's like but that's been the biggest i was like wow because i've been loving baseball since i was you know four years old and i just thought every family was raised like that so it's been really interesting to see how many of my friends don't understand the sport not fans of the sport it's like oh you have another game Yes, it's not football, it's not basketball. Baseball is from April to September, and there are long <laughs> series of games, okay? Even if you don't like sports or baseball, it's like, there's the game, and cool if you're into that, but there's also the experience. Like, my wife and I are big Giants fans, but for different reasons. She started being a Giants fan because she loved the uh, the party bus that would go from, uh, um, uh, what's that place called? Um, Perry's in the marina, and wind its way through the city, and end up at Candlestick, you know, and they're drinking on the bus, getting ready for the game, and then having the experience of the food and the atmosphere and everybody else and your friends, and baseball gives you the opportunity to look away for a second, whereas other sports don't. You know what I mean? It, 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 I know exactly what you mean, and we really felt that impact last year. You know, um, I've had so many fans say that, you know, just even though we couldn't have fans at the ballpark, they were like, oh, it's so good to have baseball back and, yeah. then, you know, take us out of the hell that is 2020 yeah. for three or four hours. Yeah, absolutely. And then, too, you're absolutely right, Marcus, because when you if you're not into the sport, but when you go to a game, it's a completely different experience. And yeah. you pay attention, you pay attention more and you've got mm-hmm. a whole community around you that, you know, talking up the sport. Um, you know, helping you understand it. So, yeah, I get it. And listen, shout out to the party bus always, okay? <laughs> you, you know what I'm always. talking about. Like, on some level, it's a family picnic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It is. <laughs> baseball is just, because it's a long season and so many games, it's just, for me, it's, there's that sense of community that I see every game with, you know, you know, people who don't know each other in the same section and they're, you know, by the end of the game, they're like besties, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, 
it's just different like that. And you know, you have diff- you have like the same fan season ticket members, you know, and then you have the mix of the uh, the old and the new. And it's just it's such a, a community situation, I think, more so than any other sport. And also, it's very generational. You know, um, it's passed down through generations more so than than I think other sports are. Because how many generations of you know San Francisco Giants fans? Um, do we have and New York Giants fans that either relocated or are still rooting for the team on the East Coast? It's just—it's a very—it's a generational sport that's passed down. So you, you're kind of born into it, as I was. Mm. Well, and I love that you—you know—Oakland born and raised. You know, your radio career, amazingly successful. That's how I got to meet you. We both got to meet you personally working, mm-hmm. you know, here at the radio station. But you know, how many seasons have you been with the Giants now? Twenty, twenty something. 22. This is 22, and I think this is my sixth wow. or seventh postseason, which is ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know anybody else who has in their possession three World Series rings, possibly maybe a fourth, you know, like this This could be happening. We actually were asking our listeners um, off the air or on the air and off the air this last week about, you know, oh, my God, go Giants. What do you think about bandwagon fans? Because a few of them are like, oh, yeah, I'm happy now that they're winning. And part of me is like offended by that. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Sandy. Thank you for that. thank you for being offended on our behalf. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, you know, I twenty two seasons. I've I've seen many bandwagon jumpers. I'm totally fine with it. It it you know it doesn't bother me. It's like you know, come on board. The more the merrier. Let's go. Come out to the ballpark. The team needs your energy. I, I don't have a problem with that. I okay. mean, it is what it is. It's par for the course then, right? I think so, yeah. And, I mean, it, it totally happened in 2010 when nobody expected us to, right. um, much like this much like this year, Mark. I right. was going to ask you. Let's get into that when you're done, but go ahead. No, it's just like, you know, this is just, it reminds me so much of the, you know, the first championship team in 2010. You know, people... You couldn't help, if you weren't even into baseball, you can't help but be consumed by all the coverage of it, right? Mm, yeah. And kind of right. get swept up in it. And it also is a sense of civic pride. You're repping, now you're repping not just the team, but you're repping your city. You know right. what I mean? So I, I'm totally fine. Come on. There's plenty of room on the bandwagon. Jump on. <laughs> yeah. I'm all about it. I'm all about more orange and black. Just don't make it so I can't get tickets. That's my only thing. You know what I mean? I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. You leave the tickets for those that really need to be there and understand Correct. it. And Thank you. And following the team since spring training. That's all yes. I'm saying. So, yeah. to your point, like, this is more, this transcends more than just sports or baseball. This is like, this is the Bay versus L.A. right now. I mean, the Giants up 2-1 to one in the National League Division Series. They need one more win to get to the NLCS. Um, we, I knew they were going to be good, but, like, Okay, so the last year that mattered was the pre-COVID year. I think we've won forty more games than we did that year. As the were we supposed to be the best team in baseball? Like, did you really think this was going to happen? No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, the team was competitive last season, the shortened right. season. We almost got in, but um, and by the way, last season has an asterisk for me. Mm. Uh, world champions, LA Dodgers, with an asterisk. I mean, is it really yeah. a World Series champion? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> that was a warm-up year. That was a warm-up year for us. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but it's really interesting how um, they really have 
built on the momentum from last year. I shouldn't say interesting. I mean, it's like I keep thinking about when Farhan and Gabe were hired and everybody, myself included, very skeptical about this whole situation, especially following in the footsteps of our beloved Bruce Bochy. Um, right. Nobody saw this coming. But then, then you. what I've been saying for the last several weeks is, okay, Farhan, you're a mad scientist. I, everything makes sense now. I understand. <laughs> because, you know, there were so many questionable moves and unpopular moves. and But, I mean, they have just been pushing all the right buttons. And the way the veterans, especially, especially the big three that I call them, Buster and the Brandon, have embraced this young coaching staff and a manager with very little experience, the way they have embraced it, particularly in, in spring training. Um, I mean, Brandon Crawford has even said all season long about how they've helped him, you know, revitalize his career, this mm. coaching right. staff. And they all bought into it in the off season of last year, the previous year, as, as a matter of fact. So nobody saw this coming, but I mean, just job well done. It's like, Every almost every game, they're just pushing the right buttons. I'm at the point now where I can. <clears throat> I guess it happened with Boach too. The more I work w- with managers, the more I can anticipate, you know, um, pitching changes or pinch hitters, defensive changes. Sandy, I'll explain that when we have drinks <laughs> over margaritas. I'm writing it down <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, um, you know. The, the veteran leadership and how they've led, you know, the, the kids this season, it's just, again, it makes me feel so much like 2010. It was, the chemistry is right on point. There's not, a, not an A-hole on the team. They're all quality guys, character guys. Sure. And when you look at this team, it really is, we're all in this together. And very similar to um, the Bochi years, especially 2010. And you can see sure. it. And they're having fun. You watch them and they're having fun, you know. And, and winning, of course, does that. But, I mean, they're just such a cohesive mix. Um, they really are doing this as a team. So, well, yeah, if- nobody saw this coming. And we're still being disrespected by the national media. But you know what? That's okay. Because we're kind of used to being counted out. Right. And look, I'm talking as if I play on the field, but we're, we're, we're used to being counted out. And in fact, I think my guys kind of thrive on that because, like I said, there's no flashy player on there. There's no bat flips and you know hijinks and shenanigans after big plays and stuff. They just do their business on the field. So this has just been a remarkable season, and I'm just honored to be a part of it. You just made me laugh because we always feel like we're on the team too. Like last night, I'm watching. So a guy you need to watch, Sandy, is a kid by the name of Camilo Duvall. And last night, he retired six batters in a row. And I was Buster Posey last night. I'm literally yelling at the TV, give me the slider, give me the slider. Like literally, I'm doing three fingers, the whole thing. (laughs) Because we are in this together, you know? Can we talk about the fact that he's 24? I mean, like, good Lord, can you even imagine no, I can't. And he he has been so fantastic consistently. But last night, I mean, the kid shocked the world. Nobody yeah. heard of him. You know what I mean? And he he looked like a veteran closer last night. Mm-hmm. And he's twenty four closer. We'll go over that one too, Sandy. Okay, but he just, got it. He just, <laughs> I mean, he was just cool as a cucumber and just you know. And he's a rookie. So it's his first year that. in the majors. Oh, that's so neat. Yeah. yeah. 
there have been so many great stories like that this season, too, you know, with like we had so many injuries. How about that? How many injuries have we, you know, been able to survive? And, mm-hmm. you know, next man up mentality, the kids, you know, and everyone has contributed this year. You know, Tyra Estrada, when he comes up, Duggar, when he comes in late in the game, late night Lamont Wade Jr., who I affectionately call my self-proclaimed grandson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just been remarkable what, what these guys have been able to do. For somebody that doesn't know baseball, like for Sandy, for example, who, who should she watch? Who's your favorite, most exciting, best looking? I mean, besides Coach, you know, besides Skip. Oh, <laughs> we already talked about started. Gabe's arms the other day. Oh. Sandy, remember those arms I showed you? Oh, the forearms? God, yeah, with the, uh, with the uh, yes, yes. <laughs> with all those muscles. Listen, that man is, that he's no, he has no body fat. Let's just start right there. Okay. <laughs> Who and should Sandy be watching? Is, he is Jack. Well, okay, since Sandy is a, a beginner. I, <laughs> yes, thank you. I, I want you to keep your eyes on who I think should be the National League MVP. Marcus, I know you're with me. Mm-hmm. I think you should watch our hometown boy, Brandon Crawford. Mm-hmm. A, he's extremely dreamy. <laughs> B, fantastic hair. And mm-hmm. three, this career resurgence he's having this season has been remarkable. Not, I mean, offensively, offensively and defensively. That catch last night, how high? Yeah. Yes, I saw hole? that. Yeah. So I, since, since you're new, that was to like this, a Nike ad waiting to happen with him up in the air like that. Mm-hmm. It's impressive. I think it will be. <laughs> it, will, it will be a Nike ad, but but keep an eye on him. Okay. I would mm-hmm. suggest that'll be real easy to do. He's got the long hair that you um, like and the facial hair that you like. Uh-oh. Just yell, just yell out things like "Get it, B. Craw, get it." Just yell at your TV. <laughs> He'll hear you. Yeah, Don't worry. Yeah and, yeah, and that that's his nickname, Sandy B. Craw. And again, he's very, very dreamy. So, if no other reason than that, I encourage you pay attention to him. But he's he's having a career year, and he's a hometown guy, Pleasanton, mm-hmm. California. There's that picture of him at Candlestick when he was a little boy. I mean. He's, truly living his dream. He always wanted to play for the Giants, and he grew up to do just that. So it's just a great story, especially this year with him just on fire as he is. And, you know, he's our, like I say, he's our hometown guy, so there's a lot of extra love going his way. Yeah. There you go. Well, and I just love seeing pictures of the boys and you. Like, Rennell, you're you are home to so many people. When we hear you, we feel your energy your warmth, your presence, like you make, you make this an experience, a a memory, a happy memory for so many people. And I'm just so so blessed that we get to even talk to you right now. But like, you know, I may never understand baseball or sports, but uh, I love my girl and I love, and I, and I fangirl out for you because you're so good at what you do. Like I just, have you always been a baseball fan since you were little? I most certainly haven't. Thank you so much for that, Sandy. That's so, so super kind of you. But yeah, um, you know, I grew up from the, the earliest age I remember going to Council is four years old with my mom and my dad and my big brother who had dreams of being a major league pitcher um, as a little girl going to all of his tournaments in the Central Valley, going to Candlestick, Candlestick Park every summer. Uh, my mom is a huge baseball fan. I mean, I when I say it's passed down from generations, it, it truly is. My grandpa followed Negro League sports in um, in Texas, and my mom was an only child. 
And so he shared his love of the game with my mom and taught her how to score, and she passed that on down to me. I will say that my parents moved here from Texas, and um, they were uh, obviously Jackie Robinson fans, Mm. you know, in 1947. Um, Yeah, so for obvious reasons. But when the Giants moved here in 58, my mom's allegiance completely and totally shifted now that there's a team here in the in San Francisco for her to root for. And what's been super cool is that I've been able to introduce mommy to um, to both of the Willies. Oh, my yeah. gosh, how McCovey. cool is that? Yeah, Mr. McCovey, may he rest in peace, and Mr. Mays. And uh, that was really special for me to be able to give mom that opportunity. When she first met Mr. McCovey, she proceeded to um, recite his stats from his Major League <laughs> debut. <laughs> so I get it from my mama, and then he he looks. She she starts reciting the stats, and then he looks at me. and goes, "Oh, I see where you get it from." <laughs> it was a priceless moment. But that is yeah. so cute. Yeah, for sure. No long way to answer your question, Sandy. But yeah, I've been I've been a baseball fan, a sports fan, my whole life, because that's what my family's all about. But particularly baseball and the impact that it's had on uh, on my family and you know my grand from my grandma to my mom to my brother to me and for me to have this job is you know it's, it's extraordinary mm. you know yeah. well, they we could not have expected their black female child to one day be working for major league baseball you know back in the early 60s you know so this and I've told you this Sandy many times this job is so much bigger than me for so many reasons. But thank you so much for, for what you said, because I, I think of myself as your host when you come to the ballpark. I, I don't want to get in the way of the game, but I want to make it as enjoyable of an experience for you that I can in my small way behind, behind the mic. Um, and I'm just so privileged and honored to be in the booth and on the mic for, you know, my childhood team. Mm. You know, I, I, we went to A's games, too. I mean, it's just we just went wherever the action was. Yeah, sure. Growing up. So, yeah, so I'm just I'm grateful every day. It's, this is amazing that, you know, I work for Major League Baseball and the San Francisco Giants. And I'm in, in my first game, April 11, 2000, never in a million years that I think I'd still be on the mic in 2021, you know, in the in the postseason hunt so i'm just grateful every day Mm. did you understand the impact of you in that booth getting that job when you first got it like as you said it's bigger than just baseball it's it's you're trailblazing you're breaking ceilings thank you yeah i absolutely absolutely did from the moment i got the hire i knew um that this job was was way bigger than me um it, and it actually really started in my radio career um, on KNL, like 1989. I remember getting a, a letter from a middle school uh, young lady, mm-hmm. young lady of color, and asked me to come and, and speak at Career Day. And that, that's when it really hit me that I am representing something that I didn't have as a little girl. It didn't. It never occurred to me that you know doing traffic reports and telling jokes, you know, every yeah. morning from six to ten would have that kind of impact. So that really kind of shifted my my thinking, mm. um, uh, and and that's why, as Sandy knows, it's been so important for me to mentor um, young women um, for the last thirty years because I I had to figure this all out on my mm-hmm. own. 
Um, there was nobody to help me when I got on the air in 1988, um, you know, as a woman of color. Shout out right. to Sue Hall, who's still my friend, and she was there. But, you know, as, as a woman of color, how to navigate radio and then sports, there's nobody I could, could talk to about it. Sure. So I have always committed myself to being that woman for women coming up in broadcasting and sports broadcasting that I did not have. So, yeah, I, I, I knew the impact instantly. And then there was so much attention on the hire, and I was like, whoa, this is this apparently is a big deal. So do you yeah. ever actually... Lean on, do you ever feel pressured no, for the team? Like, because, like, let's say, you know, World Series time or what, even even right now, do you feel pressured as as a PA announcer for them? Or or are you able to separate your emotions when you're on the job? Um, kind of, sort of. I mean, 22 years in, it's a, it's a completely different experience than my first World Series in 2002. And I love saying my first World Series because, I mean... It has a good a ring to it. It does. It, yeah, and not a lot of PA announcers get to say that. And so I appreciate that, you know, I've had an embarrassment of riches, you know, that, you know, some PA announcers that have been in that seat longer than I have have, have never experienced. So, again, I'm super grateful. But I was extremely nervous in 2002. But now I'm, I have my rally rag uh, right next to my microphone. Yeah. So you know, so I get I get I'm, I'm on my feet. I'm just I'm much more relaxed because I'm much more experienced. But mm. I was really nervous in 2002 because the whole world is is watching. You know, and uh, yeah, I may or may not have had a vodka tonic before <laughs> game two. Of the 2002. <laughs> I'm there with you. <laughs> I had a really yeah. profound moment with my daughter, she's seven, with you uh, at a Giants game because the week previous we were watching football and she looked at me, we were watching the Niners, and she said, Daddy, how come there are no girls on the field? And I mm. didn't have a good answer. And I looked at her and I said, that's a good question. Maybe you can change that. And then within a couple mm. of weeks, we're at the Giants game. And I always... I always want to be cooler than I actually am. So I said, listen for the lady. Daddy knows the lady. And then here you come. And the look on her face like, and she said, Daddy, it's a woman. I said, I know. And she was one of the first ones to do that job. You know how you're always asking me why there needs to be more women in sports. She's one of the ones. You could be just like her. And she sat and she listened to you. So like, what... Give me some advice that you would give to young girls, women, minorities that are trying to break into a field that's maybe male dominated or whatever else. What do, you know? Any, any sage advice there? Well, first of all, that's amazing, and thank you for sharing that. Um, for sure, thank I you. Actually, I actually tweeted out this week a picture of, of uh, myself with um, some young ladies on our crew because in 2000 I was the only woman in our entertainment in-game entertainment department. And um, so for International Day of the Girl, I posted a picture with the young women that have come after me in the department on the crew, um, you know, uh, computer graphics and editors and camera women. You know, it's like it's been so wonderful. The slow is, change is slow, of course, but it's it, for me to look back on my season in 2000 and to see how many women uh, now are working in not just baseball, but, but all of sports, uh, I would say it's still 
I would say the, there are more opportunities now than there were for me, for me and other women in 2000 because, you know, now there's an MLB network and, you know, there's more women on ESPN and the NFL network. And we, right. just last week, a woman got hired um, as a, a PA for, for the NHL. Mm. And it's happening, and I would encourage any girls and young women who who are into sports and are thinking about a career in sports to like really do your research. We've made significant strides um, in the last several years that I, I'm so grateful for. I could have never seen it coming. We had two games this season, and I hope there'll be more next season with all female broadcast crews, which is fantastic. So you That's must awesome. you must show her that. Um, more more female sideline reporters, basketball, uh, football, um, and again more women on 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 ESPN, MLB, NFL Network. So there are more opportunities, but it's it's still something that you have to really have a thick skin because they're still coming for us. Mm. Hello, look at John Gruden. I was just talking yeah. to. to my husband about this John Gruden situation, and I'm not shocked. I have worked in sports for 30 years. That culture persists in every sport. You know, it's still that good old guys network. But the opportunities are there, and you have to have a thick skin, and you just have to continue to learn your craft. I always tell my students, you don't stop learning. I'm still learning, you know, at 63, um, you know, to improve your craft. So just do your homework bust your behind, get some internship uh, experience in you, but, but it can be done. And I'm super encouraged by, by what's been happening, you know, the female uh, referees in the NFL. But, yeah, that John Gruden situation, everybody's, like, like shocked, and I'm like, I'm not shocked. And, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but I've been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. you know sure. I mean? And, and unfortunately, it still, it still exists, and that's why we need more representation so that we can get more women and more minorities in positions of power that can shift it for us, you know, that can create those opportunities for us that others are, you know, not, um, not seeing us as, as worthy to have. So there's still a lot of work to be done, but also ladies be encouraged by the progress that we, that we are making. And have people like you in, in our lives that, like, Rennell, like, you're one of the first and Absolutely. only people I can talk to. I am so grateful that you're able to share your experience and be honest. And, you know, we 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 just, we need that. We need to lift each other up. We need to listen to each other. We need to root for each other. It's important. Agreed. Agreed. And I think you and I have talked about this before. For me, it's like, I I don't get when women are trying to tear each other down and not supporting each other, we have enough battles to face. Mm-hmm. You know, we should always be, you know, on each other's team. If I pardon the pun, but we really should. I've never, I've just never understood that. You know, and part of it is the system pits us against each other, mm-hmm. you know, not making excuses, but you know, that can happen when women get competitive in, in these fields where there aren't a lot of women and it's the, the culture that, that can do that to us. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Sandy. I just, I just, I just want to make it better for all the women that come after me because I've been through some ish. <laughs> you know? And I'm still going through some ish. Yeah. And it's, 
it's always going to be, there's always going to be some adversity, but the way we respond to that is by being the best at our craft that we can be. I mean, that's what sustained me in radio for almost 35 years and sustained me uh, in, in major league baseball for 22 years. And, you know, and just, just treat people with kindness and, and, and be respectful and, you know, lend a hand when you can. It's not hard, people. It's not hard. It takes more energy to be an a-hole. Let me just say that. Hmm, but Truth. I just think we should we should always be lifting each other up. That's, that's, that's my favorite quote that's from the interview. Takes more energy to be an a-hole. Y'all <laughs> listen to Mama Renell, please. Thank you. Thank, is that not the truth? So really, I mean, yeah. geez, the energy it takes to be an a-hole. Just everybody take a breath and relax. <laughs> Take a bath, meditate, get over yourselves, and chill out. Jeez, good Lord. Well, Rennell, I'm so grateful we got to talk to you today, and I'm, you know, go Giants. If people want to connect with you offline, online, where is the best place? I have, I I see your Instagram and Twitter all the time, but do you have a favorite spot? Okay, well, first of all, I don't understand what I'm doing on social media because I'm very old. You do great. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It seems like there's a lot of time being wasted on it where I should be doing more productive things. But, uh, uh, but I also appreciate um, how it can be a positive thing. And I've, I've seen um, in the last year and a half in particular how social has um, really worked for the good of mankind. There's a lot of crap and nastiness out there. But there's also ways that it can work um, for the positive. And I'll just share this quickly before we wrap. The Lamont Wade Jr., that's another one you got to watch, Sandy. That's okay. my self-proclaimed grandson who's been amazing. <laughs> and I'll explain to you why we call him late-night Lamont. Uh-oh. But he, this season he hit a home run over his mom's head. She was in the arcade section. That was a big story. <laughs> right. Wasn't that the greatest story? Is that's it, great. Because he's... He's from Baltimore, Maryland, right? So the parents were out here, you know, for like one of their first road trips out here. She, mom is walking the stadium because she's never been here before. She wants to check everything out. Dad is really chill, and he needs to stay in his seat and watch the game. She just happens to be in the arcade section. Lamont's home run goes over her head. She's celebrating with the fans in the arcade section. So that night, I get a, a DM from McCovey Cove Dave, who patrols the Cove for home runs, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He hits me and says, my friend, the other Dave, caught Lamont's ball and wants his mom to have it. Aww. So then I went to my department head and said, is there some way we can make this happen? And we did. He got in touch with our um, clubhouse manager and, and arranged for Dave to give the ball to um, Lamont's mom and dad. And I think Lamont signed a, a, a bat for him, you know, in exchange for getting the ball for his mom. But that was the power of Twitter for good. Mm. That's when I enjoy it. <laughs> That's when I enjoy it. Is, isn't That's that amazing, great. though, how, like, all it took was one DM and then you went to work and magic happened? Like, I think that's so awesome. Well, and the other thing, too, Sandy, as you know, I'm a Virgo, so I'm always going to try and fix things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always going to try and make stuff happen. I don't just blow stuff off. I will stay on the phone all day if I have to yeah. to make something happen. And, and you know, because I could have blown off his DM, but why would I do that? It was so sweet. I you just want Lamont's mom to get the ball. It was fantastic. Sure. And I got to meet him as well, and that's why I met 
uh, Lamont's parents when we did the the, um, the the ball exchange. Wow, that that's a phrase you don't hear every day. Whoa, <laughs> whoa! I almost went off almost went off the rails there. But uh, yeah, so I got to meet his parents, and I said, "Well, I, I am now an honorary member of the Wade family." So there you go. Oh, that's so great! That's great. I love that. So great. Well, we love you to pieces. Yeah. Um, I'm just honored to call you a friend, Ronell Brooks Moon. Which your Instagram yeah. is Ronell SF Voice, Voice with a Y. Let me see what your Twitter is. Do we know what your Twitter is? Same. Yes, yeah, it's, it's all the same. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope my daughter can meet you someday, Ronell. Thank you for being such a a role model and a legend. We appreciate it. Thank you, Marcus. I hope to meet her as well. And Sandy, love you to pieces. Miss you, girl. Damn uh, pandemic has kept us apart. I know. And I know you're a little bit busy right now, but when things calm down, uh, we're on for drinks again. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are. A, a couple of pictures of margaritas. I think we've knocked down uh, two pictures in, in Marcus, uh, Rennell and I have shut a uh, an El Torito down. I mean... I desperately want to invite myself along, but I'm not going to. Nope, it's girls' time only. Sorry. I get it. I get it. I'm standing down. I'm just <laughs> unbelievably jealous. Yeah, we did. We, we did shut that El Torito down. I think we went from lunch into the dinner. Into show. the dinner. I think it was five <laughs> hours. I'm not kidding. One of the That's best a lot of does, you guys. Rennell is one of those people that when you talk to her, you just feel like spiritually yeah. cleansed afterwards sure. because you feel so seen. And I just love you. <laughs> so so I can't wait best. to see you again. Go Giants. Go Giants. I'm sure we're all on pins and needles this week and the next few weeks, but um, we're just uh, we're rooting for them. And thank you for your time. Awesome. Thanks, Rennell. Thank you both. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. And that's it for Off the Air this week. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.